Hey there, friends. Welcome to yet another episode of The Common Kaiser Show. It's great to have you here and have another wonderful guest with us. So this is the first time I've had someone in my new home. And also, I'm using headphones for the first time. So this is a little bit of an experience for me, but I'm so excited. So without further ado, introducing Kyle, Kyle Hyla, we work together. So we burn the dock down together. Yeah. Another uh, Amazon interview for the pod. Yeah, pretty much. Nobody else talks to me these days, so <laughs> I have to settle with you, I guess. It's, it's uh, the Amazon lifestyle, I think. <laughs> What's the saying? One day there is like a thousand years. Yeah, that makes sense. All Actually, right. Well, how, how long have you been there now? It's like three for you? Uh, getting close to three. Uh, December 2nd will be my third year anniversary. Wow. Yeah, it's, I'm pushing two there in November, so. Uh, just a baby, even though you're like <laughs> a couple years older than me. <laughs> yeah, just a few. Just a few. All right. Well, I guess we'll start with the warm-up. I got some random questions here, and we'll see what happens. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. Let me just say it's a big moment. Okay. Because I, long time listener, first time caller situation. So I am in Wade's crib here. There's a fun setup going on. I'm jazzed up. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to this all day. I told Brody I was going to be on the pod. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Brody was on a couple episodes ago. His was okay. Yeah, he was talking about grass or something. <laughs> <laughs> we could do better than that. But yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. This is uh, interesting that we're having a conversation with like microphones and you know the headphones on and all that fun stuff. But I think yeah, I'm excited to be here. We'll have fun with it. After today, Kyle's gonna be like, I never want to talk to this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, I guess for our first question, what's the most immature thing you do? Oh, on a regular basis. Sure. Oh. I mean, it's got to be drinking for, like, football games, like Ohio State, that kind of thing. Um, For sure can lean into that probably more than I should. So Mm. that would be the answer there. I'd say that's fair. Uh, What game or movie universe would you like to live in the most? Ooh. Uh, You know, like... I'm a huge Always Sunny fan. I don't know if I'd like want to participate, maybe be on like an episode or something, but like that, all that stuff just cracks me up. The whole cast of characters, those folks. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, and I'm not a big superhero guy. Mm. No, those have never worked for me. Yeah, I just kind of sit in them, and I'm like, all right, I know the good old guys are gonna win. <laughs> just get on with it already. That's fair. Yeah, I I think you're the first one to answer that question with a non-superhero universe. So Unless you consider it sunny to be superheroes, but they're kind of horrible (laughs) people. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. I don't know. It's just never been my thing, the superhero stuff. You know, honestly, looking at you, I would have assumed you were like a... Careful. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) 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 All right, next question is about stereotyping. I'm just kidding, but... Um, so who's your go-to artist or band when you can't decide on something to listen to? Oh, lately it's been Volbeat. So Pete Deem kind of got me onto them when we were working together. Oh, um, that's great. So it's like harder rock and stuff. Um, 
I've gotten away, like normally I like country quite a bit, but uh, when we used to play music at stand-up all the time, there were a lot of odd requests, and that Applebee's theme song got played a ton. <laughs> with the one about going to Applebee's on a date or whatever that song is, it used to drive me crazy, and I've like cooled off on country a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, country's decent. A lot of people hate it, but I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they're leaning into all the cliche stuff, you know, that people talk about pickup trucks and I don't know what else they talk about. In it's like pickup trucks, beer, farming, and that's Losing about it. Losing your dog or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. What is a risk worth taking? Oh, um, I did a trip like at my old job. We... Uh, had a sabbatical program where you would get a whole month off paid, but you had to do something like bucket list worthy. So I've, I'm a twin, fellow twin. Uh, yay, twins. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like just always having somebody nearby, I was like, okay, I really want to do something um, by myself. So I did three weeks in Europe by myself. Hmm. And, uh, it was in Spain and France. I did not know Spanish or French. I still don't. But you I know English, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. It depends on who you ask. Or, That's fair. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Jumped over across the pond there. Poked around. Fumbled with both languages. Um, but I had a blast. And it was like super unique to kind of put yourself through that. Um, and I felt like it's huge kind of perspective setter and and like growth opportunity so that was really fun i don't think i would ever do a trip by myself again but it was just neat to go through that one time so Hmm. that's interesting yeah learning another language i don't know how people do that like one of our actually be a front half associate it was on wednesday they're like, yeah, when's the next English class? I was like, ah, that, I don't know. But whenever I was talking to him, I was like, your English sounds fine. Like, I mean, go for it. But like, yours is pretty good. He's like, oh, well, I learned it from watching YouTube videos. Huh. All right. So kudos to them for learning it. But I can't imagine having to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I was a disaster trying to. And I did do a lingo for a little while. <laughs> um so i give yeah those folks a ton of credit just maybe an old dog new trick thing with me at this point <laughs> fair enough speaking of dogs fill in the blank the browns are blank <laughs> <laughs> speaking of dogs uh getting into gear i guess you can ask Brody. they look pretty good in in week one there lost to the jets but i thought it was good for them to like bounce back this past week um and kick the Steelers' butt, so. Big yeah. fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. If you could turn any activity into an Olympic sport, what would you have a good chance of winning a medal at? That is a good question. Man, did you have this one before? Like, I feel like I listened to a few podcasts just to prepare because I didn't want there to be dead air, and then here it is. Um I'd like to think, I I think just like collaborating on anything 
in general i like try really hard at so it's like and i know this is such a goofy answer but like depending on what the situation is for like work for example like if you just throw a few people in the same area i'm like i just want this to work like i don't want to be the guy who's like the stick of the mud or the pain of the butt and like we can't get you know or have a decent time with it so i think i get a medal for that just being like agreeable and as pleasant as I can be and like try to be funny and and have a good time so depending on what it is I think work was an easy example but anything Hmm. so managing an outbound dock would be your (laughs) olympic medal (laughs) I don't know about that I don't know there's some characters down there (laughs) (laughs) I I mean maybe tell me if I'm right or, or wrong on this but like Regardless of the situations we've been in, I feel like it's always been at least like a little bit fun. Mm. We've had to deal with a lot. So it's like, that's what I aim for. And if we manage to do a decent job running the dock, then, you know, collateral damage. Oh, gosh. Hey, you know, we always have a good time. That's what Peking Dock is for, right? Yeah, it's a great <laughs> chat. Never really about work unless we're complaining. And then it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Would you rather be half fish or half dragon? <laughs> I guess. No, I was not high when I came up with this. <laughs> it would have to be half dragon. Half dragon? Yeah, I'll give I would want to be able to fly and breathe fire. Like, think how easy it would be to cook if you could just like. Well, it'd be the bottom half, so you'd fart fire, not breathe it out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what dragons do? I don't know. Because sure. It was a one-way directional thing. Yeah, well, you know. Who has impressed you the most with what they have accomplished? I'm, like, naturally, like, leaning into work for all these things, but I don't want this to be, like, another work podcast where, like, we know each other from regular fans are, like, oh, God, don't have them talk about Amazon. I mean this, though. I think that you're doing this is so cool. I'm impressed with, like, the podcast and everything. Maybe I'm buttering you up a little, but it's so much fun. And, uh, you know, I know like Brody and I talk about like the guests that you have on and like who's talking about what it's such a cool way for all of us to like get to know each other a little bit better. Mm. So I'm impressed with this and you should see the production value in here. You're for your listeners at home. He's got like all the equipment in here. We've got our headphones. This Mm. is legit. Oh, you know, well, thank you for the compliment. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. Um, what fad or trend do you hope never comes back? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just thinking about the jeans that people used to wear, where they're like massively. Well, I forget what brand those were, but like they were. I, I want to say they're like emo kids, where they like had the massive legs on them. They're like humongous and the chains everywhere and stuff. I remember there were a lot of people giving that a try. Like, I mean, I'm not saying people should dress any certain way or anything like that, but I just remember being in, like, high school and being, like, seeing that and just wondering what was going on. And then there were people all over the place wearing them for a while, and I was... This is a a while ago, Wade. You know, when I was a teenager, this is, like... When did you graduate high school? Oh, seven. Or no, oh, three. Oh, seven was college. Ah, gotcha. 2003. Man, you are old. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Or no, wait a minute. 07 was high school. 2011 was college. Yeah. It's been a while for you, hasn't it been? It has been. It's getting hard to count those. Yeah, that's it, Beth. 2011 was college. Hmm. If you were able to hug an animal that was a non-traditional pet, what would you hug? Oh, this is easy. And I'm stealing it from my twin because this is like something from his bucket list. But I think it's like right on. A lot of people agree with that. Uh, be pretty awesome to hug a penguin. Penguin? Uh, that's a popular a answer. Don't they, is it really? Mm-hmm. I haven't asked it for a while, but when I used to <laughs> ask it, people would say penguin or... Yeah, that's mostly what people... It's a fair one. You know. Hmm. Okay. Probably, probably give an elephant a hug, too. I love elephants. Those guys are cool. They are pretty cute, kind of. Yeah, in pictures, they are. And in person. Who inspires you to be better? You can't say me. <laughs> <laughs> And I got this fledgling podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I definitely my parents. Um, they have put up with a lot in terms of like my twin and I. Um, but they're always been like dialed in and consistent, and they're a very happy couple. I they just had their 40th anniversary, so I look up to them quite a bit. Um. And I have a lot to learn, but they're, they're always like getting into new hobbies and doing different things and, um, just having fun. And, um, yeah, I think that's a 33 year old Kyle answer right there, but that, you know, older I get, the more I aspire to that. They're very happy. So Hmm. what is something you think you will never experience? Like a reverse bucket list. Like I'm never going to do that. Jeez. It would have to be, like, athletic success. I mean, I played a ton of sports and tried really hard at it, but I'm no, like, Ted Harris. It's, like, getting D1 offers and, you know, that kind of thing. Hmm. And I think he, like, broke his leg or something. It seems to be a popular, like, theme for athletic people. Yeah. Hmm. What are some small things that make your day better? Just gratitude from anybody at any time, um, you know, coming from, from nights into days. I, I don't know what I expected, but at times things at work can be like downright hostile. <laughs> so like mm. anytime somebody says thank you or um, I think my favorite one is like, oh, like I appreciate you like teaching me that or taking the time, like anything fun like that is just capable of like turning my day around. Um, you know, our profession is a bit of a grind. So like any little bright sunniness that point pokes through there. Hmm. That's a good one. Did OJ do it? You were around when that happened, right? <laughs> I do remember <laughs> that being on TV nonstop. Um, oh, that's such a tough one. I'm guessing he probably did it, but you know, I do have faith in our legal system hmm. and you've got to prove stuff beyond a reasonable doubt. So if we don't have faith in what these juries and stuff are doing, I don't know like where we end up, but fair enough. What is the best compliment you have ever received? Oh boy. Um, I, I feel like, uh, 
So my old job, we opened up an office in Chicago. So I lived in Cleveland for a while, um, and they're opening up this office in Chicago. And I was like, we'd really love for you to move to Chicago and like be a part of the culture and get this office off the ground and everything like that. Uh, and I said no like twice over like a three or four month span because I was happy being in Cleveland and all that fun stuff. Hmm. And eventually they poured it on thick. And like that to me was pretty impactful. It's like, oh, okay. I think I'm goofy at work a lot and all that fun stuff. But like if there's value in it, that's great. That was uh, like reassuring that you could kind of be an adult and a goof and have fun all at once. So. Fair enough. So you turned down that job to not move to to uh, Chicago, but you clearly moved down to Columbus to work where you work now. So <laughs> what changed? I did take that. I did take that job actually. So I lived in Chicago for three years. Oh, oh <laughs> never mind. I jumped the gun there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was there for three years. Of, like the last six months of that, though, where like COVID lockdown. So lived the high life in downtown Chicago. I had an apartment on like the 26th floor. It was really cool, but I wasn't saving any money or like anything like that. So like uh, eventually, especially like after COVID hit and everything, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to have to grow up a little bit and um, move back. And part of that process of moving back, I had a buddy at Amazon who was like, look, they're recruiting super hard. I don't think my company would be super pumped for me to like live in Cleveland again because they did have the office there and the rest is history. Hmm. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Where does your buddy work at Amazon? I assume not at CMH4. He was at CMH4 for a bit. Oh. And then he moved to a delivery station. Um, and when he finished his four years on his contract, he uh, <coughs> moved over to Scott's Miracle Grow. Him and his wife had a baby. He wanted to be home more. Ah, yeah. So that's fair. Yeah, that worked out for him. Hmm. So you're from Cleveland? Yep. I grew up like 15 minutes south of downtown Cleveland. Um, Went to an all boys school downtown Cleveland. Um, Then went to Ohio State Hmm. with my twin. We both went there. I was going to go to Miami for a while. And then. actually got a scholarship to do the pre-med program at Ohio State. It was like a scholar's program. So I was going to be a free med guy for a while. I think it was one quarter. It was crazy intense. People were like super competitive. And I was like, I don't know about all this. So I was a journalism major for a quarter and then hopped over to the business school and did risk management and insurance first job out of school was with that same insurance company i was there for nine years and um going on to here at amazon after that so so what type of insurance did you sell real estate so i like specialized in community associations so like hoas condos um they have I'm bored talking about uh, insurance, (laughs) but there are like a number of different uh, types of coverage and stuff for that, which is like more interesting than it probably sounds. But 
towards the end there, I was on the program management side of it, which means uh, you're kind of picking where you want to do business. You're dictating like what type of rates the program is going to do and um, what the insurance contract looks like. So it was like a like the language of it and the types of coverages that we were going to offer. So it was actually pretty pretty cool when you like really got into the nitty gritty of it. I think like Nick and his his rockets. His red rocket. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what I call it. He'd always pull out his phone and be like, look at this rocket I built. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's your red rocket. Yeah. Oh, man, what a guy. Uh, So how would you say, like, I don't know, communicating with, hey, buy this insurance versus, hey, put this box into a trailer. Like, I don't know, they feel similar. 100% different atmospheres in some ways and then pretty similar in, in others so um you know obviously you're, you're dealing with a very different workforce i think when i started at a, it was called distinguished programs is the old job so when i started there we had like a hundred people and then we had i think around 200 by the time i left but they're like people who were there for like years and mm. um really not a whole lot of turnover um so I think like the big thing that was different that I kind of miss is like you could really spend a lot of time like working with people and um, like developing them sort of like with the PAs now because they're around for a while usually. Um, but obviously like very different with like some of the associates and stuff that are out there where they're like not hanging around for too long. Um, but yeah, I think like I had a similar mindset at both jobs here where it was always like, thinking about communication how can i like reach people can i put a bunch of stuff together to help people learn and and grow faster all that kind of fun stuff which i do at uh at amazon still like that's that stuff's fun for me think about that Hmm. do your brother study the same thing as you no he's a lawyer oxford deloitte yeah he's working from home he's got an awesome dog vera i'm her favorite um yeah she's a big golden doodle uh but yeah he's uh he's like 10 minutes for me not even oh in harrison west i'm over in franklinton so we get to hang out a lot yeah so close to each other the rest of your family in this area too they're all up in cleveland still ah so you two got out (laughs) yeah yeah well it's gonna be hard for me to go from chicago to cleveland it was like I need a little bit of youth in my city. Mm, that's no fair. To Cleveland, I love Cleveland. We'll, we'll always be home, but uh, I'm a little sleepier. Yeah, I'm from Akron, so we always talk crap about Cleveland, even though we're not much better. We don't claim them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you say Akron's better? And how can I not is... say Akron's better? I feel like Cleveland, you can, what, buy a house for the price of a VCR or something? Uh, that stuff happens in Akron, <laughs> too, though. I mean, the one thing you have is LeBron. And everyone, well, maybe not everybody knows it, but, like, LeBron's got that big anti-Cleveland thing. I don't know if you've read, like, those articles. It's pretty funny. Anti-Cleveland thing? Yeah, so, like, growing up, he was, like, super loyal to Akron, and it was always you know, had some rivalries and whatever going with the schools in Cleveland. And he always thought they had sort of like a superiority complex. So like he's he's not not wrong there. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might have guessed by the way he's left twice, but yeah, he doesn't really love Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> he likes L.A. more now. I think he's there right now. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's playing for the Lakers. Probably mm. beautiful though. Yeah, he got us a championship, so he can do whatever now. Yeah, yeah. Where were you on the night when the Cavs <laughs> won in 2016? Yeah, I rem- oh, in 2016. So I was living pretty close to downtown Cleveland. I don't know if you know where Edgewater Park is. Uh, sounds familiar. I couldn't place it on a map. It's pretty close. And uh, I was there. I remember my brother and my sister. It sounds like I'm super duper close with my family like it just worked out that way that like everybody i knew was like watching with their families we were down in the flats at a bar i remember it being father's day because mm-hmm. uh yeah it was like super jam-packed with people and there's a guy we were on a outside on a patio and there's like a guy and his son were like trying to watch like peek over the and we were pretty you know being pretty nice to the guy we we're like letting him see it and everything and uh we got a bunch of beer at our table for like the end of the game fingers crossed that things would work out and when we did you know we told the guy happy father's day and like gave him the beer hmm. not his not his son not his kid he's too young but yeah you know 21 schmunty one whatever yeah <laughs> just kidding yeah that was a crazy night though I mean, they like closed down all the streets and everything, and everyone's partying and having a good time. That was that was awesome. Yep, I was up in Akron at the time. I was actually weird as it sounds, was helping cater a wedding because my mom will like sell pretzels, and I was in college at the time, so I need to make some money. Nice. So you know, just cleaning up at the end of the event, and they were all watching it outside, and everybody starts freaking out. I was yeah. Like, what's going on here? So for the people who got married, we're like, well, this is better than getting married. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that way they won, too, was so wild coming back from 3-1. And then Kyrie had that shot there at the end there, which (laughs) was like, I'll go to the grave saying it was a terrible shot because he was like shooting right over Steph Curry. (laughs) It's like pretty well defended. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not dwelling, you know. Yeah. It's that was what? six years ago but uh i just remember they were selling like cav shirts and stuff on the streets for like the next month in akron it's like a party at lock three it was just yeah everybody has a good time and they had all the like the branded stuff that was hard to find at like dicks and wherever Mm. like somebody would get a tip and you can go get those like 2016 championship shirts that was a big deal yeah they did they didn't win after that, did they? <laughs> no. I mean, they were good for a couple of years after that, but just Golden State was insane. Yeah. They got Kevin Durant that next year, and yeah, there was no shot. Nobody was keeping up with them after that. So mm-hmm. Cavs are good again, though. They, I... they just got Donovan Mitchell, so we've got four studs now. So buckle up. We'll see what happens. <laughs> now the Browns, speaking of winning teams, uh, uh, they've been doing at least better these last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it's been tough. So, I mean, I, I haven't talked a ton about this at work. I did retire the Browns hat. Oh, um, you did? Oh, yeah. you know, that's right. I've seen you wear different ones, but. 
I've got the uh, Montgomery Biscuits hat now, which nice. I scooped up just because the logo made me laugh. But mm. um, yeah, the Browns thing is tough though. They got Deshaun Watson, who uh, checkered pass to say the least. He's gotten himself <laughs> in some some trouble there. So that, I mean, I had a lot of people asking me about that, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, don't really. This isn't a Deshaun Watson hat. This is a Browns hat. <laughs> and I think I have to, like, let that resolve itself. And, God, it's just so icky. I guess, like, as a Browns fan, I've always been able to deal with, like, the losing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, now that, he's a good quarterback. He's, he's not exactly misbehaving on the field the same way he is off the field. Um but it's I'm not like a win at any cost kind of person, and it was just like, geez, I would. Hmm. It felt like another taking the L again by having to like put up with that. So. Yeah, I so it was like a Saturday, maybe about a month ago. Nick invited me to like a fantasy draft party. I was like, nice. I don't know who any of these people are, <laughs> but sure i'll draft on behalf of this other person who's not here that knows nothing about football yeah literally once it got to them i was like deshaun watson after that they are all like yeah we'll just choose for her or something it's like what the heck but yeah oh so you weren't like aware of i don't know much about sports (laughs) i just know enough to carry a casual conversation well that's good yeah ignorance is bliss on that one it's uh it's a little all right moving <laughs> moving on <laughs> yep there's no winning i don't want to get your podcast canceled by like <laughs> saying something oh gosh well if you want to talk about things we get canceled for let's talk about <laughs> politics now <laughs> I'm just oh, geez. yeah uh i guess instead of like actual politics let's talk politics on the floor how management styles i don't know oh management styles that's better yeah that's yeah you know politics by definition is i think the process of making decisions that affect everybody so because you know you got you got to play it as a manager so yeah okay yeah i mean i think it's interesting talked about the change that i mean you went through the same thing going from nights to days and i think you work enough between both shifts on nights where everyone like knows you and is really familiar and moved over to day's team where nobody really knew who i was and you kind of have shifts that have had a lot of turnover and Mm. i think people don't love that which they shouldn't and they're um impatient for like opportunity and all that fun stuff so yeah, I mean, I it's been interesting. I think um, been fortunate to like have Brody there, who I've like worked with, and you know, I'm sure you probably felt similar with Pete. Like you guys have. Well, you you never were on the same shift, right? Pete and I were never on the same shift, but we worked in singles together, and like our first peak, then the second yeah. peak, we were on the dock together. So we have a lot of history. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean that that stuff you have to be super thoughtful about uh, your management style, how you're engaging with everybody, expectation setting, all that fun stuff. Um, so it's been fun. Now we're just like going off into work again, though, like the details and putting your yeah, putting your listeners to sleep. I am very 
self-conscious of just talking about work. You I know, know right? Like, I, I guess I should have given the about work. Yeah, I guess I should have given the disclaimer at the start where it's like we are not the company. Oh, right. We speak for ourselves and not for the company or <laughs> my whatever. Thoughts are, yeah, my <laughs> thoughts are my own for sure. Yeah. But now that's interesting. I'm sure like anybody in any job should be paying attention and like intentional of like how they're interacting with people. That would be my suggestion to any listeners who are like tuning in for oh, yeah. advice. Well, I'm like, even if it's on the same shift, like I know I started singles back half night, AFE, doc, now doc days, and every team I have to change how I interact with them just because it's yeah. different people. So, yeah. And for yeah. you going from doc AM on night shift to the whipping boy of all four <laughs> shifts, and now <laughs> back to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's just a different kind of, it's a different game. So yeah. same boxes, different day. All good things. Yeah. Yep. Wait, we didn't, I don't think we really talk about you much on these podcasts. So how'd you get into Amazon? Oh, well, I graduated from college in 2019. Oh and my yeah, Maybe. I'm so young. I told someone the other day. So I was like, how old do you think I am? I said, 35. I was like, whoa, you're about 10 years off. <laughs> and of course, Pete was right there. I was like, I think <laughs> I think Pete's 35, but that tell me he's like a million. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, no, I'm I'm 25. So I guess the beard helps me. I was gonna say, did you when did you sprout this goatee? Because I don't remember seen it you had, oh. had it last week right i think i shaved it yesterday so i need to probably trim up a, a little bit more okay but... there you go. oh yeah yeah you had a full beard yeah because i just went to town on it it's i like it but once it gets so long i get stuff yeah. on it just get it off yeah but yeah i graduated in 2019 uh worked a couple jobs after so like i worked for the road crew for the summer up in summit county and then once the summer ended, I worked as a administrative assistant. Wait, the road crew? So you were like building roads or? Uh, a painting. It was like a summer job. Okay. It was like, hey, so, get the kids out here. Like, sure, why I not? I thought maybe you were going to say you were like picking up trash on the highway. It was like a community service <laughs> thing. That you just I was like, in... I did an paid internship as, as, the, as the road crew. Yep. <laughs> I, I served a few years in prison, <laughs> and I, I, that's how I got out. Nah, but uh, it was like a summer job specifically, and then once that rotation ended, I worked at a music school of all the places. I just knew someone as an administrative assistant, so I'd call people and send out emails. Cool. Did Yep, did that for a couple months until I was just putting my application out there, and I'm one of those cheesy externals too so yep. applied for amazon did a couple online interviews well when you put your application in at least i did i had to like take a test and do all that and and they said ah good enough for an interview cool did a couple of them online and hey do you want this job i gotta do something so <laughs> i bet all of our tier ones and tier threes listening are gonna be so pissed they're gonna be like i have to go through all this and it's like 
I don't know. I mean, I did. We did work four years to get our degree, so it's yeah. it's not like they just give you that. So yeah, and it's interesting. I like that's a interesting topic to me, where you have like some of the tier ones and the folks who have come come up through the ranks, mm-hmm. like how much sort of more they have to like offer. But like, oh, you have like Faith. She's yep. done like everything. Well, the ship clerking and and all that fun stuff. It's like awesome that she's, you know, got that all of that um, that knowledge and all that experience doing everything on like the ground level. I like. There's this part of me that's like, oh my gosh, this is definitely gonna be better than <laughs> like <laughs> as an AM, like having been through that. So I always like try to stress to think like, how can I help that in a way that's like different because it has to be. Well, I can't. I think both have their benefits. Like, because yeah. I was talking to Jeremy about this a while back because he worked his way up from tier one to yeah. L6, even though he has a degree in computer science and is really smart. He he plays himself like he's, oh, yeah, so. But <laughs> he kind of talked about how there's a benefit of both like having that external mindset of having different work experience life experience because whenever you work at amazon like even working your way up you have those rose tinted glasses if you will who's like oh i only know the internal process also the other tier ones and tier threes know you as kind of being one of them so there's that film familiarity breeds contempt like oh well yeah, you worked your way up, but I know you as me. Like, at least I would think that. Yeah. Whereas, like, you've only, I've only been known as a manager there, so it's kind of that different, like, but, regard. Yeah. But also knowing the process better than your boss, you know, that's never a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never talked about this with Faith, but I would be like curious, like, I don't. We could talk to Jeremy about the same thing, but like, there's got to be, and this is actually something I like strongly believe. It's like absolutely great that they know every little detail, but like, has their perspective changed as a manager? Where it's like, yeah, mm. it's probably not for the best that like you get in there and put in like all the trailer moves and stuff that yep. like somebody else should be doing. Like the delegating is so important. Um, yeah. I mean, when. You've been talking about having a group pod. Maybe those are like the kind of things that we talked about. It would have been. But y'all stood me up. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe another time. We'll have to do that for sure. Yeah. Um, But I definitely feel like if I had worked my way up as a tier one, a tier three, I definitely feel like I would be a different manager than I am now. Yeah. I'd probably be a lot crueler with the associates because I'd be like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, but. I mean, I'm sure the burnout is real, though. Like, you spend so much time yep. like, with Amazon that, like, by the time that works itself out. Although, like, Jeremy was pretty quick coming up the ranks, right? Like, I think I've heard him say it was, like, just a year or two at each tier, yeah. and then he's on his way. Yeah, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think every single year he worked there like he always had some form of promotion like first to second i think he became like pa then second or something like that like but he also if you ask him like hey 
how do I work my way up or something? He'll open his documents and show you every way he records his dad uh, and everything. So oh, that's smart. So. I, I just I'm blown away by like people who have like six years at Amazon. It's just like mind-boggling to me. Yep. And like the talk about the differences between like externals and internals. It's like my prior work environment was just so crazy different like having a, a desk job and i was more or less my own boss and mm. you know it coming in here um you know the mental strain that like amazon puts on you not good or bad it's just like the challenge of it you know where like physically it's a pretty demanding mm. job to be an am you're plugging in like twenty thousand steps a shift and you like don't sleep a ton <clears throat> even on days I, I felt that way where it's like my brain is still like up and working on stuff at like 10 hmm. and you're up at five five what no six so it's just yeah. interesting it's just, i was like checking watching. the time because like <laughs> well before you walked in here and you got here i was like even doing work stuff too i was like uh, let me read these and... yeah that's the kind of thing though which like like I said before, not good or bad. It's just kind of the environment that you're in where you're like, I want to do better for everybody mm. and myself. And yeah, so it can be a challenge like that. I, that's like one of the conversations I have a lot with the PAs and the tier ones are like get real worked up um, over something that happened in that day. And it's like, look, this is a marathon. This is not mm. a sprint situation. So you know, maybe we had a frustrating or a bad day, but you've got to bounce back and come back the next day. And, mm. you know, maybe not get that back to baseline, but just do a little better tomorrow and, like, take it easier on yourself because mm. this isn't for everybody. You know, this is uh, a, a demanding environment. So, oh, yeah. Not to mention all the noises and the yellow and the concrete and all that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely think. Uh, nurture versus nature kind of that argument of like all right where am i at right now is what i'm doing here like stressful because of like the way like management is nurturing the situation or is it just the nature of the job because i mean the promise is hey you order this online you'll get it within like the next day or two so yeah. got a lot of that going so obviously it's going to be a high demanding like let's go let's go let's go yeah but also like are there things here that are unnecessary i don't know but <laughs> yeah i bet you have an opinion <laughs> yeah i do have an opinion <laughs> uh, you know the snips could chill a little <laughs> that should have been my olympic sport i'm actually really bad at it. snips and quips snips. <laughs> just not doing the snips and not always responding the best when i'm asked to do the snips so i don't know just a interesting management strategy for us to be like dropping all the all the snips and all the chats like i wish there was a little bit more trust so we didn't have to do that but yeah whatever hey you know it, it is what it is yeah. i do think it is kind of hard especially there because like you want to go and talk to your people like these are my people but then it's like technical 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 like how yeah. do you balance that like for the while like i had like looking at connections questions and stuff and it's yeah. like oh well this guy this guy and this guy and then 
I think what helped me a lot this last two weeks is like a week or two ago, I think I was getting so pissed off at everything. I just yeah. slammed my computer shut and was like, fuck this. <laughs> and I was just... We say F-bombs in the pod. Uh, it's my show. <laughs> I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eh, oh, well, I'll probably pay for it years down the road, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, Somebody's going to dig it up and just... <laughs> The one time you said fuck on a, on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, that's true story, though, because I think even, like, one of my PAs were walking up while I did. I was like, I'm not mad at you. Like, just frustrated. And it's like, you know, I'm going to go talk to my people because that puts me in a better mood. Just like, hey, how are you doing? Like, anything I can do for you? Like, I don't know. It just cheers me up. Yeah. So I think that yeah, kind of helped a lot. That's fair. Something happened today for the first time in the two years since I worked at Amazon. Forgot to wear a hat. Yeah. I'm surprised that a lot of people caught on to that. <laughs> that oh, God. I didn't have a hat on. But that kind of stuff is fun. Like somebody came over and asked, like, where the hat was. Yeah. What happened to your hat? You're not wearing one. That's what's different about you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I was like, I thought you took it off just for me or something. Oh, no. Yeah. There's no hat tonight. Yeah. For the listeners at home who might know me, it always has the hat on at work. But yeah, forgot it today. But that kind of stuff is fun. Like, I had people asking about my haircut. They noticed I had a haircut last weekend somehow, even though I have a hat on, which that made my mind turn a little bit. Hmm. So, <laughs> just there funny stuff like that. It's like when on night shift, when Nick would wear a hat that's not an orange Chevy hat, I'd be like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. It's part of the brand, I guess. Like yep. that was the thing when I had that bright orange hat, the Browns hat. So, yeah, funny <laughs> stuff that you get used to, like out there. But, I think that's another product of like the environment where it's just like so much change, so much flying around every day is so different mm. in so many ways that like the things that people really can grab onto, they're going to it's like mm. the dude in the orange hat. It know? truly is always day one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody said that today. I forget who in a non-ironic way. And it's just like, please. I, I said that to a tier one last week, and they were like, is that like something the company says? It's like, yeah, that's one of our saying. It's always yeah. day one. I was like, yeah, I've been drinking the Amazon Kool-Aid for the last two and a half years. It tastes pretty good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, day one, and that it's like always chaotic, and nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> that's how I think of it. <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways. It definitely keeps you on your toes. Like. Yeah. The one thing I will say about our job is that I never feel like I have a boring day. That's the one thing I like. Yeah, for better or worse. For better and for worse. Yeah, for both, yeah. We burned the candle at both ends on that, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we have it fun. We have a good group, and we make it fun. So I think that's such a big part of it. Oh, yeah. That, like, we all get along so well. I definitely trust the other doc AMs, which I think is really good. Like, I trust my boss. I trust a lot of the associates. Like, I guess when you're in the foxhole together, you just kind of learn to trust everybody because you don't really have a choice not to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's way less fun if you're, like, bogged down and not leaning in and 
helping people out. Hmm. Which, by the way, like I should shout Brody out. He's uh, he is lifting a monumental amount of admin lately. Just <laughs> my, I don't have associates still, so he's been doing a ton oh. of admin. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's doing a great job with it. I really appreciate it, Brody. If you're listening, honestly, I would never say this to your face. I'm not showing you this like level of vulnerability, but I really appreciate it. <laughs> so he's okay. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things that makes it work. Somebody like Brody. Oh, yeah. Knocking stuff. Just out there getting it done. So He always has a smart remark to make in the Slack yeah. chat. <laughs> yeah. I, it's healthy stuff, though. You got to be setting boundaries, especially with like some of the OMs and stuff, because the ass will never end. Oh, Just yeah. Keep pouring on. So. 100%. So you're from Cleveland. You grew up there, all that, mm-hmm. all boys schools. So, like, yep. did they have a prom and you, like, bring so other people a, in? Yeah, so this is a funny topic. But, like, there are all girls schools around Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I was – I played a lot of sports growing up, so I had a lot of friends at, like, the public schools and stuff. So it was, like, people here all guy school and have an expectation. But, like, I probably had a healthier, like – school and social life balance than like public school kids or like kids who went to co-eds and schools and stuff so it's like you go to go to school get all your school work done and then afterward it was like regular high school kids so it's not Hmm. that different than most other kids high school experience Hmm. that's That's probably a lot more farting and uh that kind of thing like during the school day it's just, it's definitely disproportionate there you go you don't have to be a gentleman during the school day so right. were yeah. all the like teachers boys or were there some girl teachers like how'd that work like serious <laughs> men <question>. and women <laughs> men. <laughs> but yeah they were <laughs> yeah they were men and women but yeah yeah there were uh there was a mix of all things like you know so long tenured short they had like uh some college like interns that would work and you know they were always female for some reason it was something like i still talk with my buddies about like how like why it worked that way like but throwing them to the wolves that's why basically yeah and some of the guys are not very well behaved and stuff so well whatever men are the worst So when you went to OSU, you studied a plethora of things. So yeah, I like jumped around a little bit there. Um, but I think like that was that was like an indicator of what I am like. Like I like learning. I will get my hands involved in like whatever I'm able to. I think it's harder to do that at Amazon. Uh, but my job before I like went from underwriting i was managing the program i was involved in our um like software design which was really cool Hmm. um a couple other things that are like very nerdily insurance stuff um Hmm. i got interviewed for like a magazine one time because like i volunteered you could do all sorts of stuff so Hmm. so yeah jumping around in college was like kind of part of the deal for me i think like my brain wanders and i'd like just want to get into some other get into some other stuff hmm so what magazine did you get interviewed for <laughs> some nerdy insurance like journal 
so. Can I look it up online? It, yeah, I mean, it might be out there. Might be out there. Let me see. I can't remember if it got published under my name. There was something weird where I, I was, like, giving them a ton of content. What's the name of the magazine? Oh, jeez, I don't remember. It's just going to Google me here. Like a be the first person. Whoops. You won't be the first person I've Googled. Maybe the first person I've Googled in front of them. <laughs> Instagram? Oh, that's you. Yeah, there's pictures of me out there. Nice. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm not getting much. He's from. So that interview might not have been like attributed to me then. I might have just worked on like all the copy. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe yeah, next. Bummer. I'll find it like a month from now and then share it with you. <laughs> Talking about community association and sure. <laughs> was like, oh, this is just as good as I hoped it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but he was asleep. So. so since you worked with like a lot of HOAs, were you ever a president of an HOA? No. And the funny thing is like my parents like built a house and one to like and then like when they were retiring and my dad was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get involved and like kinda like a civic duty type thing. I was like, Dad, don't do it. Like, just don't do it. Like, all of the stuff that these people get themselves into, hmm. you're not going to want the hassle. And uh, I think they've lived there for 10 years, and he only was just able to get off, like, the board. <laughs> he hadn't been able to, like, you know, walk away from it until just now. But, yeah. The, yeah. the insurance and stuff was, like, one of them was uh, directors and officers and insurance, which is, like, ensuring the decision making that they do so like if you have a goofy rule like your door's got to be painted red and somebody's i don't know maybe like red is some kind of emotional trigger or something and they sue the the hoa like the insurance would respond for um like defending the association for hmm. whatever cost it might be to either change it or at least defend uh what they have going on so you end up seeing some really cool, interesting, like, legal cases doing it. Hmm. But Yeah, technically the place I live in, I can't change the color of green for my front door. So oh, really? <laughs> you just gave me an idea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Somebody could get sued. I mean, people sue each other over everything. So, yeah. Oh, goodness. Your brother stuff. practices law, so he's going to help me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll give you uh well, I don't think he has a card, but yeah, I'll put you in touch. Would he pick up a case like that? No, he actually has a really cool job where he, um, he, I, I don't know how much like, what detail I can like give you. He, he represents. Um, oh God, he's gonna beat me up for not remembering the specifics of it. If he even listens to this, <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> like, uh, but he represents, um, so he works for Deloitte, but he like represents um, the government and a, a bunch of different things. So like mm. he's worked on some, some cool cases where he does a bunch of uh, like reviewing documents to see if they're like relevant to the cases and stuff. And uh, I forget like, I'm like nervous to even bring up because I don't know what he's allowed to talk about and not talk about. But like, I'll tell you off air and anybody else who's interested, like some of the stuff he was involved in it's cool stuff that was like in the news and stuff like that but i don't think he actually ever contributed like any individual 
sort of smoking gun piece of evidence but like hmm. there were things if you got to work on that were pretty cool gotcha yeah that's awesome did you ever consider like oh, if i had a do-over i'd want to be a lawyer uh i don't think so i like we're very different if you met him i actually i think brody just met him the the other weekend there's a bar around the corner from uh, my brother's house that like we'd been going to for a long time to like watch football or whatever and brody happened to be going to the same one to like watch the browns game so hmm. we're there with our buddies and uh, he got to see Matt. Matt's got like long curly hair. Oh, that is different. different. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. So you guys are fraternal then? Yep. Dang, spoken like a true twin. You didn't even know your stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm a twin too. So, um, my brother, we look different. I would say, but not like curly hair difference. Yeah. But it's yeah. interesting. I've been a twin like the choices that get made. Like he's, that's fair. The hair thing, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, not a big lawyer guy. I don't know. There was that seems too binding. Like you're like, I'm sure there's a ton of different kind of lawyers and stuff like that. But kind of like I said before, with business you can do like so many different things Mm. within a business. So that always like appealed to me. So. Oh yeah. Well, and the nice thing is too. Like I don't know. I feel like. At least my degree was business management, so I felt like all the nerdy engineers and the nurses and all the smart people, like, yeah, you may be a million times smarter than me, but one day I'll be your boss and make more than you, so go ahead, be smarter than me, do all my work yeah. for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. probably wrong on that, but hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a few friends who are doctors and, like, the amount of money they make that's fair yeah they do make a lot so this is another topic to get into let's talk about healthcare in this guy <laughs> healthcare oh gosh i have well no i no. was just kidding <laughs> although like going back to the gratitude thing i did have a uh associate say that they're very happy with their health insurance that they get at amazon it is nice my brother's a nurse, and I think I get better health care than him. <laughs> I, I guess I, I'd have to look through my policies again, but I don't know, because he had some medical stuff recently, and I was like, oh, man, if I got this, I'd probably get everything for free. <laughs> yeah. Well, he might have some built-in health care, right? If he's a nurse, he knows how to take care of himself a little bit more than we do. I mean running around like we do at work in that environment that can't be that can't be good yeah i'm surprised our work well i guess since we run around a lot but because i know a lot of places will give you like discounts and health care if you have a gym membership yeah, or true. something but i don't know i did i think last saturday i got like thirty thousand steps in so i don't think i need a gym membership <laughs> upper management to tell you you spend too much time at the desk it's, it's coming it it does we got a little bit today so i was like what let me show you how often i'm moving around i mean i literally can quantify it so yeah no, it's the same thing as like when i walk down the line and i see someone pull out their cell phone i'm like hey what the heck what's the emergency and they're like 
oh, I haven't had this out all day in the one time you walked by. It is what it is. Classic. Yeah. All Not right. too far from the mic. I'm just realizing this now. We might have to retape this whole thing. Yeah, at this point, we're done. <laughs> just, just call it. Uh, yeah, no. I can hear you on my headphones from over here. So okay. if I couldn't hear you, then you wouldn't be like being yeah. recorded. But we're sitting like three feet apart from each other. We are, yeah. <laughs> but I can still hear you through here. Okay. This is where I get really loud. That's more loud. Is it really? Yeah. Well, right, I guess we will have to re-record this. <laughs> You'll definitely hear me more. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. What else? We already talked about how to manage, how not to manage yeah. the calves. Yeah, we didn't really, like, I feel like having listened to Ted's podcast is, like, very focused and driven on, like, you know, being a better leader and all that fun stuff. He's so dialed in. Now in this one, I feel like I'm just sitting back in this chair just, like, talking about anything. Well, he didn't have the comfy chair whenever he was talking. Okay, yeah, this is comfy. This is good stuff right here. It is. It was a, it was a gift from, actually, a previous ops manager I had, Dave Baker. Uh, when we got back from Africa, I went to his place and did an episode with him. And I was like, yeah, I'm moving soon, all that. He said, well, you want this chair in Ottoman? I was like, shoot, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> so Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Yes, what a guy. So I guess what does it take to be a good leader then since you were expecting that? What's your take on all that? Define leadership. Oh, yeah. This is, this is one I was prepared for. Well, not really, but I, was, I think about it a lot. Um, I think there's an aspect of like understanding that you have availability to some different resources. So like we have the ops ear or some people from other departments or Tom team or whatever. Um, but so acknowledging those resources that you have at your disposal and then um, leveraging them for a common goal for people who don't have them. So I didn't really say that very succinctly but like recognizing that you either have some you know resource or some other privilege um that isn't available to the the people that you're trying to accomplish a mm -hmm. common goal with so maybe it's education or something else but i think just, that's what it is just being like the chief resource allocator to help your people be the best version of themselves yeah and i think you've got to have a lot of humility in there to say like you know i need these folks probably more than they need me and um you know i'm gonna use what i have here to like help benefit them yeah no that's definitely fair i think it's very easy whenever you're like in that leadership role to I guess, take advantage of the people who are helping you succeed. And it's like, well, we're all here to be successful together. It's just trying to find a way to help them be successful too. Like it can be very challenging, especially at Amazon when I think my current d direct report is like 50, 46. And I think Pete is like 54 or something, or I can't remember. <laughs> it changes all the time. But like when you have a team of, basically a hundred people like it's oh you're like, not talking about ages talking about eight oh god i thought you're making a joke about pete being 54 
Oh, God. Is he 54? Yeah. He looks like he's 90. <laughs> <laughs> he just had his 11-year anniversary oh. today. Yeah, that's right. I saw he took oh. a picture while he was out there eating some cake. Yep. That's going to be my success story next stand-up at Start a Shift. and be like, hey, Pete's been married for 11 years. That's that's good stuff, though. I think a lot of people really like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely trying to get away from, like, just operational tips. Because, yeah. like, you get such in the routine of, oh, our success story is we had 44% research instead of 79. Like, <laughs> oh, great. Like, yeah. associates, most of them, I don't think, give a shit about that kind of stuff. Right. So it's like trying to make it more like when you throw a name in there, like, hey, this person did this. Or, yeah. I don't know. Well, that human element, I mean, you're definitely right about that. I think I think back all the time to like when I first started, um, I was moving down here. This is a whole new industry and environment. Like I mentioned before, I was going through like a really tough breakup. And it was like before I like really kind of opened up. And was just sort of like, I'm going to be this hard ass ops guy and, mm. you know, lead everybody to, you know, like all that fun stuff um, that you like, I guess it's like the armor you wear, like into work. Like this job was kind of hell before I like realized like, oh, that stuff really doesn't benefit you in any way. And like um, I first worked with Bobby and Parker and I mm. remember like telling them about like the breakup and stuff and it was like <laughs> if, those guys are like they're great but it was like probably not what they expected no. to talk about on the floor but like those were the kind of things that like change it especially mm -hmm. in amazon where it was like we have more fun yucking it up and chit-chatting and all that fun stuff than like crushing research or something like that mm. oh yeah i think that's definitely the biggest challenge especially in a operation environment is just maintaining and bringing that human element because yeah. it's very technical yeah. and people definitely feel like they don't matter a lot and yeah. bringing that is easier said than done that's for sure yeah i mean in some ways like you don't matter right like you know like if we left tomorrow but if you focus on that, then that's what's going to eat you up. And that's going to be like the story that you write. But yeah. if you like come in and have some fun with it and you don't have to win every single day, but you know, if you make a, a friend or you have some fun out there, like it's mm. pretty rewarding that way. Yeah. Now you definitely have to break it down. Cause it's like, I know usually in my mind, I think, Oh, well if I left right now, this place would be okay. But also, the nice thing is, is like if something happens and I need to take time off, like, well, yeah. just take time off. That's yeah, all that's good. And, and those boxes are still going to come. They're not waiting for your permission. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're going to keep coming, but someone might as well be in this role. It might as well be me. You know? Yeah. I can make bad decisions, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, like said like it does you don't really matter but you definitely can matter and that's mm -hmm. sort of up to you and your attitude and like what you're putting out there so yep. and they could have any schlub going out there like plugging in newton and <laughs> just uh, moving newton. around through the day and putting all the snips in but like 
you're not gonna have fun with it until you like spend a bunch of time with the PA teaching them something mm. or getting out there and, and being selfless and palletizing for an hour or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cliche, but that's the stuff that like really matters to people. So it does. And like Pete and I make a big like focus to at least jump in and chase well, once a day. It feels like like <laughs> three times a day. It feels like, yeah. but like, people see that and they're like oh my boss is doing this they must care like and palletizing alongside them and yeah you know we try you know yeah i mean i bet they don't know that like i mean the stuff we've talked about tonight where it's like we don't really care about the research or how many boxes we put out we just want to hear somebody say like thank you it's like yep if everybody knew and that's our challenge, and it probably goes back to you saying stuff at stand-up that's not operational, but, like, I think our challenge is being more human and less, like, you know, what are big bad managers out there? Mm-hmm. We want to get those boxes out the door. Yep. Uh, definitely, I don't know. I feel like that kind of approach has helped me a lot, but I guess it just depends on what your team is. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are masochists. They love to be talked dirty, too. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But yeah. yeah. It was dirty talking back. No, don't worry, you don't have to scan that package. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna scan that to the trailer and it doesn't let you, just throw it in there. <laughs> yeah, movie, yeah. Yep. Yeah, just get it on there. You know where it's supposed to go, right? Yep. <laughs> the machine can read your mind. Uh so I guess since uh I asked you what leadership is, what would you say they say the first year of management? is one of the hardest years so say i'm an upcoming manager what would you say is a good like piece of advice or common mistake you see um i think piece of advice so i kind of mentioned and i'm gonna say amazon i'm gonna go on that experience because like my old job um i had this uh, not so many like direct reports it was kind of like i was managing a like that program and um this is just totally different but like yeah i think that's 100 percent true of like what i've experienced at amazon um and like going in line with what we're kind of talking about um i think it's understanding your human element i think like mental health like kind of awareness and practice and that kind of thing would be my advice is like I think there's a lot of successful people who get involved in leadership and you kind of have a built-in internal scoreboard that's like I need to win every instance of every day Um, so I think my advice would be like take some time to understand like mental health and like growth and um, all that fun stuff and uh let yourself lose every once in a while and don't beat yourself up about it and know that it's like not going to be an easy thing. Um, but kind of like taking care of yourself with anything else. Like if you're going to the gym or I know you're a runner, like if you get out there and get a couple miles in every couple of days, you know, you're going to be way better off than like you leave it to when you really need it. So kind of looking back at my first year going through all that change, um, I wish I, I would have been a little bit more disciplined in terms of like taking care of my mental health or at least seeking that kind of thing out. So, hmm. yeah, I'd say that's a good one. 
say someone is having the aspiration to work their way up there they kind of the tier one tier three yeah. l4 like obviously we weren't tier ones or tier threes but just take a swing at it like what would you say are some things that at that level they don't quite see what you or i have to deal with yeah. and like hey this is something be ready for this yeah i would say like it's gonna take longer than you think and that's like true of like anything in any career like you kind of imagine yourself like in a, a different spot and you're like rushing to get there um and it's never like the timeline that you expect because I think most people are like very optimistic in that way. Where it's like if I get this break and that break, like it's gonna work out. And like a year from now, I'm gonna be doing this or whatever. Um, so I think for them to keep that in mind, um, and the other, I guess this is kind of piece of advice for like anybody who's a tier one or a, a tier three is like, don't be afraid to fail. Like as long as your like intentions are are good. And you're, you know, trying to figure something out. Like if you're making something better for the sake of being better or like improving in the process, go for it. Like mm. I'm sure you'd agree with me. Like the amount of time that you have to like spend to just explain like standard work is less fun mm. than, you know, the guy or gal who comes up to you and is like, I tried to scan this here and like it should work, but it, you know, like that to me is like a lot more fun. It's like, okay, mm. you really got your noodle going to like change this process up. You understand like the mechanics of it. I appreciate that. Like, yep. don't worry. So the gun beeped at you and put a scary red message on it. Like, that's not a big deal. That's not a failure. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not a failure. That's like a building block long term of like building and understanding. And that's like, what I would suggest to any tier one or, uh, or PA is like, get your hands messy and like mess stuff up. Like just bring a different perspective. That in itself is like super valuable. And that's why you and I like are out there. That's we have more fun with that stuff than like, you know, marching in and making sure everyone's do the standard work. It's like, have some freaking fun with it. Yeah. I think as long as there's that goodwill intention of trying to be better and not just, oh, well, I just don't feel like doing the standard work. Well, yeah. well that's not really a good answer, but, yeah. but okay, I see you're trying to learn this and learn that. Like even last week, I know I we tried things a lot too. Like for me, the YHM5 sort that goes yeah. to Canada, they split it in half even though the shuttles take like two or three packages and i asked paresh i was like who decide or i think i asked him what is the operational benefit of doing this and then he turned the question on who decides what gets sorted where i was like oh my gosh it is up to us i think that's the funny thing like paresh has got like every uh, like explanation nailed down and like he can tell you exactly what's on the start page but he feels the same way we do where it's like we reinvent the stuff yep. all the time and and that's the way to do it by the way you have my full support and shutting down <laughs> those YHMs because we do that <coughs> so go for it yeah you go a step further and you deallocate them which is awesome it's like slot team a little bit harder we just leave the sheets empty 
I'm all for it because Nick just turns them all back on because of his nominal research. I was going to say, he's going to be dialed in in the nominal research. Uh, yeah, that's going to be what, what stops it for him. He's going to have 20 packages in each one. <laughs> it's just like pointless. You know, now that I'm thinking about it right now, maybe I should just. Oh, wait, you probably. Just do can it. you allocate more than one sort to the same shoot? No, you can't do oh. that. I, I didn't think you could, but I say if you could, just allocate it all to one shuttle and then re-induct it whenever we come in. But that's an idea right there. Yeah, if it I mean, was, if you don't have it um, allocated at all, it's gonna go to no reads. So you just take them all off. That's an idea. I get. Well, won't that still hit your research though? Because it has to go around. No, it just it's drops right straight. into no reads. Hmm. But then somebody's taking it out of there. Yeah, and they'd probably just throw it back on, and then that's ugh. yeah. I I'm hate flats. Of, I'm just a fan of keeping it all on one side. I've Me asked Brash like a bunch I, of times, like, and he just says to just go and do it. I like it all on low things. side, just because it's all right like there. I think, but I think about like better stuff that we could have there. Have there? Yeah, like more like a lot more heavy sword type things That's that fair. I can just turn around and get. Like the YHMs are like just doing once a shift. That's true. Out. Yeah. I do like it how it, I think it took us like five minutes to load it on Saturday because we had it all low side. Our listeners are just like, what are they talking <laughs> about? <laughs> and we're like dialed in. Like I yeah. Know, like making eye contact. Or like yeah. <laughs> emphatically like waving around with our hands over yeah. here. I'm getting into this, like, I don't know, because before it would take us, like, I don't know, I didn't time it, but you have to, like, do it on both sides, and then maybe merge them, and it's a waste of time. Well, the worst part is, like, how pissed off people get. And I don't blame them. And I, (laughs) yeah, and that to me, and, like, I guess this is part of being a manager, is, like, when people are really fired up over something dumb, it's probably something worth changing or improving it's mm. like they do it all day every day they know what they're into so you know they know all the ins and outs it's just like yep running around changing these shuttles mm. which by the way i'm Good saying use of shuttles words. did i say the other word i haven't heard you say it or if you have it just went over my head <laughs> i'm so bad at that and so is paresh <laughs> I think Brody corrected him in Doc Leaders today. Yeah, that was funny. I, l- <laughs> I laughed when I read that. I was like, oh, Brody. Yeah. Oh, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's all right. His podcast episode was kind of boring, but... We're literally talking about brass growing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about insurance. It's not that much, you know, not that much better, but... It's not, it's but... It's kind of the mundane. Paint drying. Paint drying? (laughs) (laughs) I could talk about paint for a little bit. Um, Like (laughs) the stencils when they were painting in the parking lot. I was like, oh, I bet I could do that. Oh, yeah, you're a big road guy. Yeah, not not anymore. I'm retired from that. Just like how earlier when you said I was a runner, I kind of want to say I was a runner. Uh (laughs) I thought you were still doing some running, right? I do. I went on a run earlier, but I, I don't run like I used to. Andy and I have like kicked around the idea of doing the uh, Cap City Half. 
Like half marathon? Yeah. Dude, come on. You got long legs. Uh, I'm like that. Have you seen that, like, YouTube video with the little girl who's running? And the mom yells out. She's like, come on, honey, you can do it. And this girl's like five or six. She's like, I'm trying. I have little legs. (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen that one. It's funny. A half marathon. It's pretty great. You're not a distance runner. I thought you were, like, cross country. I did not run cross country. No? I was a sprinter, believe it or not. Same. Really? Yeah, I had the 100-meter dash record at my grade school for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to ask if you ran in high... What sports did you play? I've done just about all of them, including rugby in high school, which is awesome. I love that. You have to be in crazy shape, though, because the play doesn't really stop. It's insane. Um, But baseball, like, every year growing up, um, I had a next-door neighbor who also played. He was this born eight days before my twin and i so the three and i three of us would go out there and play with a tennis ball and wooden bats and Mm. (laughs) we had a blast doing that yeah big baseball played football um only in like middle school though so i kind of got over that i sprained my ankle one year pretty bad it hurt so bad and after that i was like this is a fun but i don't like getting hurt Soccer for a while. Track. Like I said, just about anything. Big volleyball player. Oh, you like volleyball? Hmm. Yeah, at Ohio State, they have, like, sand volleyball pit, like, right by my brother's dorm. And, like, Hmm. that was one of the things we did to, like, our freshman year and sophomore year. It was, like, super sunny out. We'd go play sand volleyball, and Hmm. it was pretty competitive. Did a few beer league volleyball things, so. Yeah, I love sports. They're great. It's yeah. fun. So what positions do you play in baseball? Uh, center field and pitched. Hmm. So I threw pretty hard. I had a pretty good arm. What's the fastest pitch you've ever thrown? <laughs> do they know. not have uh, uh, speed, speed guns or whatever back then? I don't know. Not, they weren't wasting the, the batteries on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that does remind me of a funny story. So... <laughs> For the for the listeners at home, this is like not a serious. For the topic. folks back at home, <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> but uh, I did a tournament in Cooperstown. I think it was in like sixth grade, and they have like teams from all the country come out to Cooperstown. It's where the baseball hall of fame is. There's some team from Florida that was like AAU champs, like these crazy. They're all huge dudes, mm. you know. And I was like. You know, even small. Same height as you are right now. Probably pretty (laughs) close, but like 140 pounds or something. And uh, the kid who finished second in speed pitch, so he was throwing like, I think like 80 miles an hour when we were like that young. He's like 6'2", some giant kid, was just mowing through our team. And uh, I swung pretty hard once, made contact at like one hop the wall. Got a double. I was like pretty pumped about it, and uh, like we had no chance in this game or mm. whatever. But anyway, next time I'm up, he beamed me right in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't sleep on my back or something. <laughs> I had to oh. sleep like That's face hilarious. down, and I had the seams on the on my my butt and everything. So is it still there? No. Yeah. No. Thank God. Yeah, that was. 
shit. That's <laughs> like 20 years ago now. So, ay, ay, ay. Oh, man. Yeah, when I I played baseball up until about high school, I was usually like right field, somewhere in the outfield. Nice. Yeah. I didn't pitch, but, you know. Fast guys, we got to cover all the way at ground. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, trying to think of the coolest thing i did oh easy this is probably the coolest thing i ever did in sports but i had a girlfriend when i was 16 and uh we just started dating and it i had a game and it turns out her brother's pitching she came to watch the game and uh i shot a homer over center field it was a bomb like 330 feet or whatever it was and i was rounding third and she was sitting on like the front of the bleachers <laughs> pointed and cocked my ass. <laughs> Thought it was she liked cool. that? Yeah, she did. It was cool stuff. That's when you're great. 16, you know, that's the pinnacle of it. That's the coolest thing I ever did. That's your uh, magnum opus, the defining moment of your yeah, life. It was all downhill <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't no. get any better. Well, oh well. So what'd you run a track? You said you were a sprinter too, or is that just elementary school? Uh, yeah, that was really just elementary school, honestly. I didn't do it in high school, but it's a hundred meter and high jump were the two things that that I did. So you remember I, your PR in the one? I wanna say like I think it was like twelve sec twelve point three seconds. Oh. I've got a buddy who I'm sure remembers it, but I was pretty good. I was in like, so uh, Catholic schools had like their own CYO and I was seventh in the city in the hundred meter dash. So I was pretty good. Hmm. I might have to try to look your numbers up later. (laughs) (laughs) Might've been before the internet was big enough for them to like post them online. Maybe. Yeah. You graduated in 07, right? Yeah. That wasn't in high school, though. Oh, man. That was grade school. That was a grade year. Never mind. Yeah, it's probably not there. Because, like, for me, when I was in high school, it was, like, the big meets you could find online, but, like, your small town, two, three schools, like, they're just using a stopwatch. Yeah, just telling you to hurry the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. I got to get home. (laughs) That's right. Kid who false starts. Uh, Oh. They load up that signal flare thing. Oh, yeah. And they'd shoot blanks out of it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I was trying to think, too. I ran a 100-meter, or not 100-meter, a 40 my freshman year. It was a 4.8. So, like, for football fans, that's, like, a decent time. Like, there's some pro NFL players that run slower than that. <laughs> the linemen yeah, and everything, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, what position did you play football? Were you like the center or something? Um, well, this is like just a show of like how early I quit on football. But I think I played middle linebacker for I think my I was in fourth or fifth grade, um, and running back. So I think I almost played in high school. So my high school is like a big time football school um and i was trying out like for a wide receiver for that mm. yeah and my brother got um 
a migraine. So he gets hemiplegic migraines. Oh, this can't get bad. Yeah, so half his brain kind of shuts down, and it looks like he's having a stroke. So, um, like, he got one of those while we were playing, and that was, like, another thing where it was like, (laughs) Have you ever had a migraine like that before? I did. I've had one, but that was it, and I was pretty early on. Um, And now both of us, like, keep Advil liquid gels, like, pretty handy. Because you can kind of feel it coming on. It's like a unique intensity of pain. Um, so that was another crazy story, though. The first time he had that, they had him life lighted. And oh. they thought he was having like a full-on stroke and everything. So it was the scariest moment of my life. It was huh. just like wild. Dude, it just doesn't make sense. It's a twin, you know? I'm not, not to like dig up your personal life or anything, but like when I heard you know what you were going through i i felt for you there oh yeah i mean i mean it's selfish to say but when my brother was diagnosed with cancer i mean i figured it was coming for a while because like it's actually a year ago from now when some good change that he was having like these bumps forming on his neck and all that we were just kind of like oh god just like have it be something because like the doctors will like shrug you off and like oh it's nothing like no bitch like tell me what this is and not just like shrug me off so when he was finally diagnosed i was like i mean of course it's like oh shit like i'm probably gonna get this too one day or something like even when i got this uh condo they offered to do a radon test. I was like, well, what is that? Like, well, blah, 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 like, could give you cancer. Do the test, you know. Hey, the numbers came back. They're not like a zero, but, like, they're right at the border of, like, be concerned or don't care. So I have a little radon pump. Mitigation thing, yeah. Yep, that was one of my terms when I got this place. I was like, take on the offer subtract the amount that it costs to install that and get it yeah. and we'll call it at that yeah so because it's like i ain't fucking around with this like yeah so yeah. but yeah. yeah no it's all good yeah for the non-twins out there that is a unique relationship to like yeah and see your brother go through that that's like a bummer yeah yeah but and then they did a test on him they like shot uh dye into his blood to like map his blood flow in his brain because mm. they're just like making sure everything and i remember like the day they did that um he's just sleeping all day so this is like a pretty early in the morning procedure and we would like wake him up to eat and everything and he like could barely keep himself awake mm. and uh that was super weird and there was uh um, a med student who was like looking after him and I remember my dad being like, well, hey, this just seems kind of wild that, like, he can't even keep himself awake. Like, you know, what's going on? And I think this is just, like, a kid who was still working on his bedside manner. Mm. And he's like, well, one of the side effects could be that there's too much dye put in, and it's possible that it's brain damage. And I'm just like, what? You know? Mm. So I remember, like, that was like the single most scared I've ever been in my life. But then they had a neurologist come in and she like t- checked him out and 
They're like, yeah, it's going to be all right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like your twin is like the person you know more than anybody else. Like, yeah. it's like, well, if they go, it's like, well, shit, like, what am I going to do? So, yeah. no, that makes sense. But everything's good now. <laughs> Get a little dark here on the pod. Oh, no. that's how these conversations go. One second you're talking about baseball, the next it's <laughs> this person died. It reminds me of a. Uh, I'm like I'm gonna try to avoid saying names, but the person who told me the story, Nick, like had someone go down with like knee pain or back pain or something. They went down on the dock, like on the ground. Get him a wheelchair. Yeah. But Nick was talking to like a group of associates. This was after I went to day shift, talking to a group of associates about like, yeah, the lightning pay. It's like an increase of $5, $3, all that. And then someone walked up. He's like, yeah, like all this information about it. Oh, and hey, Nick, such and such is over there on the ground in pain. They might need you. It's like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you wait to tell me that? That is pretty classic. Oh, that right was there. so funny. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Kyle, this has been a great discussion. Um, how long have we been talking? Well, I was gonna say, oh, it's God. not that late. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. That's crazy. Is this a long one for the pod? I forget. Yeah, it's about average. Okay, good. Um, there's another like leadership thing I was gonna ask you. Mm. I can't remember. It's not, I know I asked you how to define leadership first year. Hmm. Well, something, yeah. something inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> something, something. Be a human. Give yourself a break. You know, take your time off. I'm learning that this year at Brody's expense. Hmm. But <laughs> Brody's always being thrown under the bus. Oh, yeah. Gone through all that and he's still an L4. <laughs> oh, it's a travesty, honestly. He deserves it. But politics, right? <laughs> it's, it's not for me to decide. Yeah. I just work here. Yeah. I advocate every chance I can with that. I think that's all you can do is like, you know, as the counterpart there, it's just like, yeah. It's like part of leadership in an interesting spot of, uh, you know, being a manager too at Amazon is like, you know, I want my teammate like to be like the best teammate they can mm. be. It's like, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. It might go back to like that terrible, terrible answer to the prompt of what I would get a medal for, but like, I, I think about all the time of like how I can um, let him do his thing, and then fill in like some of the cracks around the edges, or you know, take a shitty conversation or that kind of thing. So. It's like what I'm doing right now on the dock is just like endeavoring for Brody to get promoted. It's like mm. one of the things that gets me through the day. So, yeah, it definitely gives everybody something to work towards. Like, because yeah. I assume an L6 is not really in any of our ballparks right now, whereas like Damn. an L5 for another L4, like, yeah. I would say that is in the ballpark. So, yeah. kind of keeps yeah. you going. It's probably another good thing to tell the folks who are aspiring to like go up the chain too is like you know it's not necessarily your timeline it's got to work with like the building's timeline too so mm. yeah you know, don't beat yourself up over that oh yeah 
And the thing is, too, is like maintaining that, too. Like, yeah, maybe you're ready to be promoted right now. Yeah. But it's not time for that. And then by the time you are, like, you're so discouraged <laughs> and done with it, someone else has stepped up and they're like, well, this yeah. person's ready and you're not ready anymore. So, yeah. Balancing that out is definitely a real challenge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a crazy environment. So it's always day one. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yep, it's always day one. What's the other one? Work hard, have fun, make, make history. history. I'm not even gonna attempt to do all sixteen leadership principles. No. But yeah, some good stuff in there though. Don't listen to that. Sorry, I was getting the echo from the cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you some, pop, sometimes you pick. <laughs> yeah. I'm banging on a trash can. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or like if I do that, and like oh, you can yeah. hear the snapping. <laughs> if I type on the keyboard. <laughs> oh. All right, well, cool. Yeah, I got to get to bed here. It's like almost 10. You got, yeah, it's a school night for you. I can stay up night. as late as I want, so but for day. you. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up with this. So, if you, or two things. First one, if you have one final piece of advice for our listeners today, whether that be related to something we discussed yeah. or maybe just life in general, what would be one final piece of advice you have for our audience today? Uh, books all day, every day. So, just for perspective, expanding. So, if, if nothing else, like pick up a book because it is going to give you a different perspective on on something so um i know i've tried to get like audible for the pas and stuff but i think somehow that's harder to do at amazon than you would expect mm. <laughs> but there's uh, an app called libby it's like through the library system but you could it's functions just like audible where there's like a bunch of books and a tape and stuff and if you tune in on your commute boom you're like getting a lot done just by listening so what's a book you're reading right now um i've got a couple going so like one of them is uh i don't know Brene brown it's like another mental health thing she's uh hmm. like a counselor it's just really good stuff like stay focused on on what you have um going on and give yourself a break type thing hmm. um and then another one so uh, one of my PAs like wanted a good book kind of recommendation, and um, I'm re-listening to uh, a book called The Only Rule Is It Has to Work, which is awesome. It's a baseball book. Um, basically, these guys who are like big sabermetrics writers, uh, international, uh, international, inter like a independent league, minor league team, reaches out and they're like hey like it's kind of a gimmick we'd love for you guys to like run our team for like a year and just see like how this sabermetric stuff like pans out and so like they wrote a book about like that experience which i think is like awesome perspective because it's like a lot of what we do or there's like here's a bunch of metrics and then there's the other side where it's like this is the age-old national pastime where like you've got a lot of folks who are like you know, very into, you know, playing the game the right way and unwritten rules. And, like, you got to have a manager who can, like, work with, like, different demographics. You don't just, like, mm. 
hand 15 guys a spreadsheet and tell them like you know go win the league that kind of stuff so there you go there's two there's two recommendations there um there's another book this is like not business related but i think it would make us all better humans um called the color of law which is um about like the history of um how laws written have like disparaged certain communities in america which Mm. like i got in 2020 like if you remember there's kind of a lot going on in terms of like the national consciousness of um sort of race race relations that kind of thing and um you know being a suburban white kid who is like pretty uh like sort of privileged and sheltered like i kind of always assumed that we wrote laws with like the best intentions and all that fun stuff and um the book's not exactly like a page turner it's like this sort of march through specific instances of like places like california or you know places that you wouldn't think or we might think are progressive like you know have set up these laws that like surprisingly regressive yeah so it was just like really eye-opening for me to be like we got to do better this is like folks like you and me need to actually pay attention and get out there and, and do the right thing so like i said not a page turner but um i thought that was like a big perspective grower where i was just like holy crap like we've kind of made a mess of pretty much everything and it's gonna take some like real effort to make things better probably make things the way that we want it to be out there so be another one so that's three right just listen all these going (laughs) just going let me start reading off what books i have my bookshelf over there and i got my kindle and i love you got a couple dummies books over there those are good oh yeah marketing for dummies got some coaching books some random uh, binders from college i'm sure my degree's somewhere in there (laughs) just throw it over there yeah but all right well to wrap this up if you have anybody you'd like to shout out anybody want to shout out real quick um, I mean, uh, the, the whole peaking doc chat. I, I hope you're listening. This wasn't super boring, but no, I mean, everybody at Amazon, I, like, it's just such a unique struggle. And I'm grateful for like everybody's helped make it a little bit, you know, more fun there at Amazon and growing together and having fun. So, how about you again? I'll just turn this back to you and just how much fun this is to like have a podcast and you're taking your own time out to like whip something up for our enjoyment so i appreciate you wade there we go well thank you kyle for being here it was great having you welcome to my home you're my first condo breaking in the studio here yeah yeah it's not the most professional but this is i guess my first technical studio so that's nice yeah so Thank you all for listening as well. And well, like always, have a nice day. Uh, Hopefully their alarms are going off and they wake up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's enough out of you, mister.